Welcome back to the Overload Podcast. We're talking about the latest game news and releases, and we discuss the games that Danny hasn't played. I'm Harry Mitchell. I'm joined by Jordan Midler. Hello. And Daniel Partis. I don't take kindly to that, but hello. <laughs> also, if this was a podcast about the games Danny hasn't played, I'll need to book the next fucking year off to get this actually recorded. So can we just stick to the games that came out that are about this week? That's fine. Uh, Straight into it. Straight into the meanness. Actually, first of all, quick five check. Hope we're all doing well. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, I had the the ninety seven bills of uh of, of of Overwatch, fucking Overwatch on the brain of Warzone fame, over to my house at the weekend, and we got very steaming, and I was uh absolutely destroyed the next day. So that was nice. What about yourselves? Good to know. I've been just living, walking around in rural north scotland uh i almost said where i live but i just don't like saying where i live on the internet it just makes me uncomfortable a little bit because but you live been... in like a one street village in the middle <laughs> of uh, balmoral anyone, castle anyone could probably <laughs> google me and then just like find me waving in google street view um but yeah i've been chilling out enjoying myself bit in the, the terrifying haze of of trying to find employment and why'd you bother exactly exactly I don't think we should work. Danny, have you been e- prepping for E3? I'm good. Um, E3 is on the way, but because it's a digital event, nobody knows when anything is, so I can't really build a schedule just yet. Um, but last week's been good. It was Eurovision, so I watched Eurovision oh, with dear. some pals, and it felt very normal. felt the mm. most normal that anything has ever felt in the past like year and a bit, so that was nice. Italy won. I'm obsessed with the band that won, so... Why yeah. did the guy that entered for the UK wear a leather jacket that was five times too big for him? Why don't Why did you the ask UK him? enter the Eurovision? <laughs> well, yeah. Why? Oh, it's a load of old shit. We we would have won if it wasn't for Brexit. It's just the Europe Europe being angry at us. <laughs> Could we um, famously do very well in Eurovision? <laughs> Could we hum a bar of your chin? Bring back Scooch flying the flag. That's back when Eurovision was real. <laughs> what a tune. What a tune. Well, Good to know. On to the games. Games? Any games? Well, On this podcast? Been disappointed. Me and Jordan, uh, Jordan showed me Biomutant, which came out this week. I think it came, came out, out today. today. Came out we record this. today. Yeah. And its overall seemed pretty disappointing. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, um, Biomutant is a action RPG that's been in development for a long time um, by Experiment 101, which is like an indie team. Um, there's like 20 people. But basically, you play as this wee furry creature and you roam this po- post-apocalyptic wastes doing fighting and doing shooting. And um, basically, at the core of it, the fighting is extremely sluggish and not fun. There's no impact to the fighting, and that's the main thing you're doing. So, at that point, it was starting to fall apart. Then you get to the mission structure, which oh is not only, like, not only boring open-world jank from, like, 2013, but, so, there are camps that you need to take over. You're, you're trying to unite these tribes, essentially. And after you, you unite a tribe, you can decide whether to put the tribe leader in jail or to, like, have him as part of your team. You're like you don't actually ever get to like work with these tribe leaders that just go into this general. They're good with you kind of idea. Um, sure. But as you'll see on the quick play that's now on our YouTube channel, <laughs> there are six tribes. Um, and after you've finished three of the camps, it gives you the option to just 
skip the last three it essentially like, says do you want to just settle things now the other tribe leaders agree that you're going to beat them so do you want to just settle it now or continue to kill the people in their tribe and it really speaks to a game when it knows what it's doing is boring and thus gives you an option to skip it i could not believe yeah, it we, we went through like we went through like three different uh encampments and took over like an entire zone in within a, a our longest quick play ever for some reason and it was just the most repetitive empty bollocks and yeah we just kept carrying in our grand seafood to take over a new outpost which looked identical and um, from place it, it to place had, like it's got like it's obviously ambitious for a team of 20 to make an open world game but it has so much less to do than something like Valheim, and Valheim was made by five people. Like, not to not to compare and contrast, but it seems like that the focus, this feels very dated. There's, like, nothing forward-looking about the game at all. It's a PS4 game and Xbox game. There will be PS5 and uh, Xbox series versions, but they're not even, like, spoken of at this point. And yeah, yeah it's just, it wasn't fun to play, um... There's a narrator that just... Oh, God, don't be starting the narrator. The narrator Christ. talks like this. He gives a very Shakespearean performance. You're here in the world of Biomutant. You're and holding then, a spear. Yeah. And then it'll be, <laughs> oh, look, there's a jump pluff. The jump pluffs come out when they're flinging the flong and the flamini flu. And you're just like, and I can't he, fucking he do talk, this. He's not only so annoying, but talks so frequently that there is a setting in the menu to change the frequency of from one zero to a hundred for how often the narrator talks and there's a moment in the quick play where i'm like oh yeah um you can you can like turn down the narrator i'll turn it down now hadn't realized that i'd already had it at five because he'd already spoken like 10 times by the time we'd <laughs> fucking got to that point it was, it was at the lowest setting and yeah. we were like oh turn this guy down christ relentless and it oh just, my god it will be it will be constant and obviously a lot of the things you're doing in open model games are just like wandering about and traveling and stuff like that and he'll just have stuff for that as well it'll just be like the end is coming. Are you ready? It's the start of a beautiful new day. It's That's the toxinol plant. The toxinol <laughs> was what the big companies made before the end times. It's like, please stop. Please stop talking. Also, the, the NPCs talk like, they go, and then the, the, the narrator comes on and goes, He's he basically saying, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, the vibe of this guy is he's bad news. Mm. I was talking to uh, a fellow reviewist about it, and he said that after the second camp, he just f like skipped through every single word that was said because he couldn't handle it being like, oh, 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 oh. and then, would you like you to, to commit a war crime? <laughs> so bad. Um, the the only things i like about it there's a crafting system which is essentially like you're finding wee bits of old stuff so it'll be like here's a bike seat and a kitchen knife and you can stick them together to make a new sword that stuff looks cool and it always like it seems like there's a lot of combinations for that so people that appear into like specking out weapons would be happy with that unfortunately what you do with those weapons is incredibly dull uh, fucking kirk from the gamer <laughs> tweeted that he said he played it for like an hour and the combat's like trying to punch someone in a dream it's like, that is the perfect <laughs> fucking description for it because it is that just <laughs> completely sluggish no impact it's like you're punching people in a slow motion sequence in a film but then the joke is it's not actually in slow motion and you're just going <laughs> like it's that little uh, just, in terms yeah. of 
how Shallow, good it I feels. And mm. in the quick play, I just I have a gun that's quite good, so I just kept circling everything I came against and just kept shooting them over just and over peppering, and over again. Yeah, that kind of numbers fly off and and then eventually they die, kind of thing. Yeah, it's extremely disappointing. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> I said it. To, I think I said it on the quick play. And I might have just said it to Harry separately. It's like a bad Immortals Phoenix Rising. Think yeah, about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like if <laughs> this wishes it was Immortals Phoenix Rising. Like at least Phoenix Rising had like some interesting puzzles and shit like that. This is just like this is nothing. It's like there's 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 you only need to complete three camps and then there's four kind of boss characters you need to face and then you can finish the game. Like it's it's very thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not recommend. Well, Review on the site. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, I have not been playing brand new games that are about to happen. I've just been enjoying my new PS5 still, uh, which currently until i have another 70 pounds to use uh, it's just using playing valhalla um and i guess an update about that because yeah how are you getting on because you're a bit further and now you got to the title screen congratulations thank you got to the title (laughs) screen and i i'm in england now there's some encampments there's not more thing thing yeah things going on but it's still just such a waste of the parkour i'm just i'm so and i'm just it's a little bit dull to just go around rivers and and getting my bloody longboat to carve out but I'm really enjoying all the little side quest stuff. The the quirky, very character-filled side quests that you kind of stumble upon where, you know, I might... There was one where there was a couple who, who were trying to spark their love life, but they're really into raiding. So I had to, <laughs> like, I had to, like, raid their bedroom by, like, b- exploding barrels and, like, screaming, and they just started banging, um, and then I had to leave. <laughs> so that's that's that's, that's yeah, the fun part of all there are, there are, like, I keep mentioning it, my favourite one in that game is the guy with the axe and head. That was just, like, when I found that quite early in the game, I was like, oh, this is going to be something, but then it just mm-hmm. kind of, it got a bit dull. You will get areas later in the game that will tickle your parkour cool brain a wee bit more, but you're not going to be, like, like, fucking yourself off the the tallest building yeah. in Constantinople, unfortunately. But I like I like that there's kind of Fallout RPG elements where there are areas that I stumble upon where I just get absolutely battered in one yeah. hit, and I'm like, oh, I'm not powerful enough for this area yet. Like, I need to I come back when I'm like stronger, which I think is quite is kind of fun. But- where do you just fall down on that? Do you prefer every area in the game to be scaled to you, or do you like it when there's dodgy zones? I mean, it, it, I feel like it was. There was, I think H. Bomber guy did a great video on Fallout about how that was actually a good thing. Um, yeah. And I'm not really an RPG guy, open world guy, so I've not, re- so I'm not really into that kind of thing in general as a genre. But I think it's kind of interesting because it means I've got a thing to go back to. It means I've got a will to upgrade. Um, but I just, it just made me cra- want to crave, you know, fucking give me back normal Assassin's Creed. Give me a big, goddamn old city that I can cut about in and stab folk. Hmm. That's just let, not what that series is anymore, unfortunately. Let me leap off a staple into some hay. That's all yeah. I need. Like, I mean, I can't complain. They released like the Edge Collection, remastered it all, but like, hey, if you want more of that, we've got more of this. But um, they should remake you know. Assassin's Creed Two. Fucking remake, remake Brotherhood, mate. Well, uh, but I, yeah, if you're, if you're going to do it, do them all. But still, is there is there another game in production? Is there going to be a, is there yeah, anything announced for what the new Assassin's Creed? Fifty AC games in production. It's always an AC but, game. Yeah, I don't think there's hard. anything announced in terms of we don't know what if there's going to be one like this Christmas. But what I suppose they did Watch Dogs and Assassins last year, which the mm-hmm. plan originally was for that to be like one off, one on. But I presume mm-hmm. they're not going to. They might just do like a big bit of DLC for Valhalla. But I think they might. They, they might. It might have been them that said they might take some more time to actually spend some fucking time on it. Um, Could take a little time. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think it's about time that they. 
they they went away and came back with Origins, which is the one everyone pure went yeah. crazy about. It was it was Odyssey then Origins, or was it Origins? It was, it was Origins, Origins then, then Odyssey. Odyssey. Okay, yeah, yeah people or, or, Origins and Odyssey are kind of the, are quite paired, I think, in in yeah. how they work. Origins um, was a banger. I think it's my favorite Assassin's Creed to date. Mad. Yeah. So I think it's time to maybe step back a bit and then see what they can come back with. With maybe like, because you presume that Valhalla was started on the the last gen. So st- like having a full Assassin's Creed development cycle on current gen could be cool just to see what they do. But Valhalla looks amazing. Like that was mm-hmm. when I played that in the Series X. I was like, Jesus, this is like. Yeah. This is this was one of the first uh, next gen moments where I was like, "Look how bright this sun is! This is insane!" <laughs> it is fun to do photo mode and screenshot stuff, and it looks very nice. Uh, but yeah, that's my Valhalla update. Come back next week when I've re- reached ten percent of the game, maybe if I'm lucky. <laughs> um, Danny, any games? Hello, it's been a real non-games week for me. I've been dipping into bits and pieces. Been playing a little bit of Red Dead Online with my pal. We, we like dipping into that every so often. Um, mm-hmm. But apart from that, a bit of Apex, a bit of Apex, just sort of Jesus ongoing Christ, games. Apex. It was play, my... Play a new game. I've, I've got an important announcement to make. Have you played the, the arenas mode yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Important announcement. I've got an announcement. I've got an announcement. It was, as of yesterday, my sixth anniversary of playing Marvel Contest of Champions. Oh, congrats. Six years. Six, Six years. years of pissing my life away in a How much money game. have you spent? How much money have you spent? You know what? I could genuinely find that out, but not really? right now. How much money have you spent? How much? Can... <laughs> Everyone write in, patrons, for next week. Guess like how many, how how many jelly beans in the jar? Money? How much money over six years has. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, get the guess thing, because I, I right. probably will be able to check that in Google Play, because I've had it okay. on Google Play since the start. And then 500 times that, and you might get what Jordan pays a week for FIFA, for FIFA and NBA card. packs. I have, yeah. not, I have not paid for FIFA points in some time. After the band me, I was like, you're not getting another penny out of me. Um, so, yeah, get that into patreon.com slash overloads. We'll put. Uh, We'll get the guesses in for next week. Um, Winner gets a copy of the free-to-play Marvel Clash of Champions. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> late late thing that I forgot I played, um, which is a good sign, um, Knockout City, which is oh, that, that new dodgeball mm-hmm. game from EA. I mentioned I played, it a, a many podcasts ago, I believe. Yeah, I played a couple of rounds of that. And yeah, it's fine. It's the kind of game... It, it falls straight into the destruction all-stars pit of despair for me but it's like and i'm on this time if someone says knockout city to me i'll just go hmm? well <laughs> it's got it's doing quite well i mean it hit two million players that's a lot of fucking players yeah but it's 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 destruction all-stars also hit a lot of players it's free to play that's the thing like i don't know if it has legs and um, but i think if you got three people to so take it back it's a dodgeball game three on three um the goal is to hit other people with the ball and it knocks them out um, mm-hmm. you can catch the ball if it's thrown at you etc and so on there's like special special balls with like special effects and stuff like that balls 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 i played it with randoms and it was very easy to get knockouts because people were just running around with no idea what you're doing i bet you mm-hmm. if you got three people and you actually like passed it about and made sure everyone was on their shit it could be a lot of fun but i just didn't I don't know what it is. You know the way Splatoon controls? It's like a wee bit hmm. airy. It's a wee bit right. light. Yeah. It, it had that vibe and I didn't I didn't really 
get a grip to it. As I said, I only played a couple of games, so maybe I might go back to it, but it didn't it didn't set the world on fire for me. It's nice that EA are doing weird things though. I always support and, that. And it's doing well, but it'll be interesting to see what happens when it, it will not be free to play for long. It will eventually go back yeah. to having a twenty dollar price tag. So it'll be interesting to see if that still keeps on there. Um, I think it um I think if you have EA Play, it's always free as long as you have that subscription. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. That makes sense. Not sure. It does have okay. big free-to-play vibes, though. Great. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Danny. On to some games news. Uh, <gasps> to my great excitement, last week there was a preview to press for Deathloop, and it showed a little bit more about how the game's actually going to work, and it still looks pretty good. A lot of people are saying it's like it's Dishonored, but with more guns, but it actually seems like a lot more from Hitman that seems to be based into it. Uh, essentially, you have these certain targets that you have to try and kill, and there's these these very probably quite detailed, incredible maps because Arkane are fucking incredible environmental design. One thing I really liked about it was that you can choose, similar to Hitman, you can choose what you bring to the mission, you can choose uh, like where to start, but you can also choose what time of day it is. So, for example, oh, okay. if it's... If, for example, if it's at a party event, in the morning you can choose it so the, the workers are kind of knocking, bringing up the stage together. It's There's kind of people getting ready and it's quite quieter. There's the afternoon where it's kind of maybe more in session or roaring and there's the, the late time where like people are kind of packing away things. Um, and I think that that just that option, that customization is really, really cool. So, uh, And all, one thing that's weird about it is that you've got, you play Colt, who's the, the kind of main protagonist, and there's also the alternative person, I don't remember her name, but she's trying to essentially kill you, but that's an online player that can do it. So you can like be online, oh. jump into someone trying to do a mission, and try and stop them, basically. Oh god, that's going <laughs> to... That's horrendous. Yeah. Big CFDs vibes, fucking hell. I think, I think AI can do it, and you can get AI to do that part, but they seem it seems wishy-washy about that kind of thing. Uh, and there's of course there's still things from Dishonored like you can blink teleport you can one of the cool things from Dishonored 2 I think might have been Dishonored 1 is that you can uh, shoot someone and then it kind of dominoes so it pings like between various enemies stuff like that is really cool and it has a really cool look to it um, from like weird parallel I think 60s or 70s something like that and yeah what did you, did you guys have a look at it did anything out, jump out to you or am I just the simp for it no, I'm 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 all in. Like as soon as that first trailer dropped, I was like, I'll definitely get into this. Arcane is like a weird black spot for me in terms of like I've played both Dishonored games a bit, but I've not completed either of them. Um but I'm always willing to try I just there's I think there was something with Dishonored that I don't like first person stealth because like I don't feel uh, like I have enough control over the situation. So mm-hmm. something that's a bit more action based, I think I'd be into that. Um mm-hmm. like from your perspective, Harry, do you think this will be the game that pushes Arcane out of the pure like? Because folks that like the folks that are pure into their games know Arcane, but it's not a, it's not like a household kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember quite the, yet. I remember the original Dishonored was like was like I have more of a household name. I think Dishonored Two is more one that has its fans. I think yeah. it's still I think a better game, and because people played it, they liked it, but it didn't have like. You know, Dishonored was one of the main PlayStation. I think it was an exclusive at the time. Um, I'm not sure, but it was one of the, the the great kind of new PS3 games that was very cool. And other than that, Prey, it, mm. I think it has some cool parts to it, but I don't think it really was received as well. So uh, yeah, I think this was something a bit more gun based. That's has a cool look to it. That has the cool stuff from 
Dishonored and cool stuff from Hitman. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's gonna it hopefully it's gonna be really cool. What about you, Danny? Are you into it? Yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. Um I obviously haven't played Dishonored because imagine playing video games. It's not me. <sighs> um but I did play Prey. Um I got a what good chunk of the way through Prey. I haven't played Prey. How the fuck have you not have you played Prey but not Dishonored? Um Fearming. People will disagree with me specifically Aaron Bain who loves this game but I don't think Prey's very good. I, I liked mixed. it and you were right in that the world design is very good. Arcane really knows its stuff in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. I will admit that I bought it because it was the next game that Mick Gordon did after doing Doom uh, and then <laughs> I, I ended up being pleasantly surprised by okay, it. Okay, fair. But it is, yeah, it's it's not like the best game ever made, is it? Um but I think that Deathloop has a good chance of kind of propelling Arcane up a little bit. There's just a lot of there's just a lot of lack of appreciation for Dishonored in this in this part in this in this parish. But I'll, I'm sure I'll it's move. a great game. I just but that's fine. I don't that's know. I just Very missed it. For Deathloop. I missed it. Very excited for Deathloop. Um, in more UK news, Insomnia Games Festival, which uh, me and Danny have been to a few times. I'm not sure if you've ever been to an Insomnia, Jordan. I'm not sure how many games press places you've been around uh, no i've been to well i suppose resonate the, the scottish one is like a, yeah i think that's an insomnia offshoot i've been there in a working capacity but i've, I've never and i've been to egx working as well but i've never i've never just went you know yeah um it's like an okay games festival with a massive pub quiz piss up that's uh for the <laughs> for the for the ages um a legend and talking of pub quiz piss ups uh well it was sold by game who originally owned it to another company that I've not described the name to it right now. Um, and Craig Fletcher, um, Overload AKA, Limited. <laughs> and Craig Fletcher, aka Wizzo, is back as a CEO. And he was like uh, a CEO and running Insomnia for a long, long time and then moved to, I believe he might have moved to, uh, was it game that he moved to, Danny? I feel like you know this better than me. Uh, I don't actually know 100%, but that does sound right. He's moved around a little bit and kind of stepped away from it. And I think now it's moving to a new company. He's back heading up, which is cool because Wizards is kind good. of a legend. Yeah. Uh, we're, me and Danny were talking with Mike about how he's kind of this industry professional, but in Insomnia Pub Quiz, he's just the bloke who runs it and gets absolutely blasted <laughs> and is a big legend. Yeah, big legend. The Pub Quiz is absolutely legendary. If you can get a few pals down to the Insomnia Pub Quiz, it's an absolute yeah. dream. Absolutely. It's like just a bunch of sweaty gamers in with like a, a, a thousand person packed room with just having way too much alcohol. But yeah, I, I, they seem to have one planned for 2021 events, which is uh, bold. Um, but mm-hmm. hopefully that we might see... I, what I hope is that they, they stick with where they usually go, which is around kind of uh, north, mid, like not going to fucking London. Oh, it's the NEC, isn't it? They do it at the NEC. I hope they stay at the NEC or even maybe even somewhere else. Yeah. As long as it's in the north... Uh, and not just in London because if another oh, one goes to London it'll be just yeah. devastating bloody rest going back to London because that sucks and it helps for GX going to London used to be in Birmingham it was totally fine it was like an, an fucking an hour away on on a flight and it was cheap to stay there as long as you booked early enough and now it's in like the centre of London and you need to donate a kidney if you actually want to go yep. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and sometimes the exact same you just, I, I got a flight down to to Birmingham or the fuck it was hmm. and swapped over so I hope they stay there but yeah interesting times I might go back but honestly the the festival itself was never really that great it was just kind of a fun time to to it's a fun kind of games party 
I think. Yeah, it, its main attraction was was meeting YouTubers, really, wasn't it? There was lots of like live YouTuber shows, and that made up a big part of it. But I guess that's not something that appeals to us anymore, but it will appeal to lots and lots of other yeah. people. Because I'm not a 12-year-old. If you like YouTubers, grow up. Oh, I'll be tech talkers next time. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, in other news, there is uh, a report from Jeremy Peel at Reach 24-7 that was a really good piece about interviewing various Ubisoft folks about how Watch Dogs was actually originally a sequel for the Driver series. I'm not sure if any of you ever played the Driver games. Um, yep. Absolutely. Would, yeah, cool. Uh, well, originally it was, uh, I think, because Driver San Francisco was being made and that was one where you can kind of hop around the different cars. They were kind of expanding for, I suppose, more experimental ideas. And it revealed that, yeah, originally it was, they added in the hacking, they added in the the actually being a human being and walking around and parkouring around things and eventually just added it got expanded expanded to the point where this isn't really a driver game anymore and they changed it to a new ip and the, the report's interesting because it starts off with kind of the with ubisoft xx being like ah no it was always gonna it wasn't really gonna be a driver game it was always a watchdogs thing um and then he, he spoke to other devs and they say that actually that was the case it was a driver thing and then eventually they added on and added on and added on, and then it became Watchdog. So interesting. I I, I mean, a driver just seems like a, a series that's not that's just dead now. But I always thought that yeah, has driver's some... very much a thing of the past. Driver San Francisco was interesting in terms of mm-hmm. like you got into a coma and then you were like <laughs> astral projecting your body, I know. your soul between these different bodies. Um, driver series makes me think of uh, Driver Three or Driv Three R because that's the way it was written, mm-hmm. which was famously awful and rushed to market in order to beat um gta 3 um Mm -hmm. and there was like a funny story i'm not going to say the name of the outlet because i can't remember specifically what one it was but it was an old um playstation magazine not the official one like you know you used to get like psm2 and all these all these things like unofficial mags um they got the exclusive driver 3 review and um, the version they gave them was nothing like the version that came out, so they gave it a pure high score, and then when it came out and it was basically unplayable garbage, they were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why did you do that this? Is, um, that's so spicy. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a good video, um, just put in like Driver driver 3 reviews or something like that onto YouTube, and uh, Larry Bundy Jr. has a really good video about that and how much Wait, of the, shit fight it was. The way that works is messing with my head. How can you give a reviewer a good copy of a game and then release a bad one? Well, why I, I think it was actually they... like it was more the version they gave them had the problems but they said they would be fixed so review right. them review it, if it as if it was fixed all ah, right um, okay damn I, damn i, I, I want i want that about this and i'll, I'll find the specific oh yeah the driver gates the driver gate scandal look up that on youtube it's very very good incredible but yeah i mean honestly I, i'd i'd be here for a, a, a new uh, a random imagine e3 just launches a new driver game that'd be true it, but it doesn't surprise me because Driver San Francisco had that kind of like experimental fun watchdogs legion thing of you can hop around any car you like, but in Legion it was became you can hop around any human London being you like. <laughs> um yeah, so that was that I just thought that was just a great piece that I I I wanted to talk about. I'm going to read this small piece of this Wikipedia thing, okay? Okay. Um go on. Go Danny, on, you lad. don't work for future, do you? You work for the other one? 
Yes, <laughs> correct. Okay, that's fine. That makes us fine then. <laughs> oh, Christ, I'm terrified of what's about to happen. While Driver 3 received mostly mixed reviews, two outlets operated by Future PLC, PSM2 and Xbox World gave the game 9 out of 10 scores. The disparity led some gamers and journalists to claim the early access claim claim that the early access Atari gave Future was contingent on receiving favorable things, but Atari and Future denied any wrongdoing. The next part is after the accusations of review fixing arose, the game's radar forums, also operated by Future, were filled with critical posts, many of which were deleted by moderators. Although these Ouch. comments were said to be removed for being libelous, some users suspect a cover-up. <laughs> some comments defending Driver and Future were traced by a forum back to Babel Media, a marketing company that made use of astroturfing. The users admitted they worked for Babel, but said that they were posting on their own behalf, not for Babel. The thread was eventually deleted in its entirety. Incredible. What a drama. So, is this where favourable reviews stemmed from? Is this the origin story of why people think that we're all scum we're all getting scum. paid under the scum. table yeah, the, by the, Sony? The problem is, there has been like three instances in the history of this fucking profession in which there has been some shady shit going on, and that just fuels these idiots. Like, um... But that's um that's funny. The full video of that is very good, and uh, that was all just read from Wikipedia, and therefore not libelous. Thank you. Exactly. We're just we're just reading the news, folks. Um, exactly. Any, we just read the news. We don't make it up. Yeah. Any complaints you send to Aaron underscore Bain at Overload UK. <laughs> I mean, IGN gave it a five point four, and that's practically a one from them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people give Biomutant a nine out of ten. So who fucking who can know anymore? Hashids. <laughs> Uh, and I also wanted to mention that J.J. Abrams confirmed that Portal movie, a movie for Portal, is actually still in development. There's a script that's been that's been finished and is being worked with Warner Warner Brothers. And apparently, the concept and the treatment of it sound, looks really good. And he said they're they're hopefully working to get that back on track. So, I people think thinking, hey, if a Portal movie's made, I think we might get Portal three. I think I don't think mm. so. I don't think Valve really care. No, I don't think what Valve the hell works movies do. No, it's it's unfortunate because Portal Two is goated, but no, I don't think I don't think that movie will ever happen either. Um, I think it could. I mean, I think the concept of just like someone can portal through things, and I think the story of it all could be could make a fun movie, and it still has a lot of name recognition. So maybe Timothy um, Chalamet playing the gun, and J.J. Abrams knows how to make movies and and start oh, yeah. things. Oh, I fucking oh yeah, J.J. Abrams has just been doing gold after gold recently. As long as it's as good as The Rise of Skywalker, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, I'm saying he's, I said he's good at starting things because Force Awakens is a pretty good movie. Um, not very good at finishing things. So yeah. the Portal 2 movie, don't give it to J.J. Abrams. Give that to... Um... Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yes. Can you imagine? Fucking Great. Portal 2 gate, Ryan Johnson. Uh, and I also wanted to move on and talk uh, a, a bit about the cursed, the the stressful Overwatch sequel titled Overwatch 2. I like what they did with that. It's good. What, it's didn't of... I say a few weeks ago on this podcast that that game's never coming out? It and seems then, like it's coming out. I know. And then just to spite me, they decided to actually put it out. They actually um, have made a... Well, f honestly, some of the way the devs talk, it sounds like they're just fucking winging it as they go along. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about some of the changes, but there was one change where they wanted to rename... Uh, tanks and we can rework what tanks even are called and refer to and there, this is in an interview with the devs big interview where they, they, they talk through all the new games and the interviewer was like oh what if you called it something like brawlers and all the devs were like yeah we could call it brawlers we might do that 
<laughs> we've actually been talking about me doing that. It's like, what? Is it, is it just coming up now? Is this a, is this a company session? What's going on? It's, that um, is just making insane. a game is jazz. Everyone knows it. There's, there's no science to it. You just kind of, you kind of, there's a bat boop beep, bam 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 bam. It was fucking, yeah, it's called Brawlers now. Thanks, Mike from IGN. I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> wild. But one it's of the like main. I've seen in the office, but it's like, how can we, how can we, when Mike was doing a company meeting, it's like, how can we get on a better track this year? And Andy's like, how about a new answering machine message with some zing and pep? And then Jim's like, how about a new message with even more zing and even more pep? That's how the, that's how the Overwatch 2 development's going. It's like, what if we made it five on five? And then someone, yeah. the next person's like, three on three. And it's just whatever the last It's just 1v1s. That's a reduce it. But that was the big change, was that it's not 6v6 anymore. It is now 5v5. The change being, instead of uh, two DPS, two support, and two tank. It's now one tank, which is devastating this for me, is, and Danny. Yeah, this is awful because we're we're retired uh, tank professionals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm a road, I'm a roadhog main, my yeah, boy. You're a roadhog main. I was a Reinhardt main. That is how we used to play at our Overwatch. I was a Zarya main, of course. Yeah, I was. Uh, I like playing Orisa as well, um, Orisa or or, or, or whatever, whatever. I, I don't know about Roadhog because he was a very self-sustaining character, but as Reinhardt, as as the only tank in any game, you would just get shat on because if you've got your mm. back to anything, you are just a, a damage sink and it was so frustrating. So to have not have another tank taking fire away from from your comp is just... I, I can't. And it just changes the whole meta. Like you said earlier, like like esports players that are, are maining tank... Yeah, yeah, just out of the job. Because you can only modded. have one in one in a match. Like that's literally insane. like there are professional esports Overwatch teams that have to go right. One of you has to. One of you's got to go now, um, which is crazy. Yeah, like it's it's insane to change such a long established meta, especially like when your entire playstyle and entire matches revolve around that. To just be like, mm-hmm. just been one off. It changes the entire game, but not for a good reason. It's it's but really odd. They, they seem very reassuring that well. The thing is, if that changes the meta, everything's getting changed. Like, all the characters are going to get reworked. Like, all the way over the game is played are going to get reworked. They seem to be saying, like, well, if that's unscary, don't worry, it'll fit into this master plan that we've got. But um, nobody wants so it. it. People just want more <laughs> Overwatch the way it is. Well, do they? Because I've not fucking played Overwatch in a while. I feel like a, a, a bit of spice added to it might get me interested again. And everyone's moving to Battle Royales. You want yeah. something? Yeah. You know. they, they have compensated by this, though. Like, a lot of the characters got changed in the sense that like Arissa can uh, Zarya can hold two bubbles now and um, Reinhardt has some has like two different charges like mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of them because it does need a change but will it be like yeah like, not like, enough like, change where it's revolutionary or like so much change that people are like why is this even called Overwatch 2 why is it not just called like I, th- I assume I'm assuming from the way they're describing it in game feel it will just seem like a different game because all of the characters are going to have reworked abilities. The alts can be re- reworked. Mm. The the metas can be reworked, so it can be a different. It's going to feel different with five v five and six v six. Seems like if you, th- you might think it's one down, but that will completely change. You know how you think about how to play the game. It's like much yeah. less loose. It's probably just yeah. that's siege numbers. You've got to just be very tactile and actually probably think more, which is terrible for fucking you know rando quick plays. If one person, I'm, messes, I'm like would... I'm a hundred percent in. Like I'm so ready to. I love Overwatch. Like the first Overwatch is the game I've played most of in um, the last gen, apart from FIFA. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was in that era when you when being an offensive Symmetra stopped being viable, and it just felt it, it felt like every time I turned on the game, there was like a complete everything had changed, and I was just 
Well, if I, I can't, put, if I can't put turrets everywhere and and make a kill box in Symmetra, then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you can't if you can't make the car wash with Symmetra, or you can't um, you can't put uh, I think you probably can you still do this where you put a, a portal down and then you put a portal down for your teammate and put the I other one off the edge of a cliff and let them walk through. <laughs> I think they actually still can't do that. Um, oh, do you lie. know what's horrific? May no longer freezes people with her gun. So you can't what? freeze them solid and then do the yay taunt in their face and shoot them in the head. Like it just slows them down. It's an absolute heartbreak. That's oh, Christ. Appalling. That's devastating. Can I, you I, still I, wall your own team into spawn though? You can't, Danny does that all the time. The Danny was that person. Danny was literally that person. I and it drove you crazy. Spawn and then you just go, Yay, yay. You're yay. toxic, man. You're toxic. I was the Reinhardt, I was the take a bit of damage Reinhardt where the team needs a shield and I'm charging someone off the map. That's that's who I am. <laughs> Christ, yeah, honestly. I mean, I think all the alts can be reworked. They said that some alts seem like kind of one-off cheap, like you just charge in, press Q, and then if if you're lucky, um, there's going to be a team wipe. It seems to be actually... Oh, you mean Diva's alt? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Diva, and all the they references... Kobe? Yeah, they referenced Farrah in particular, someone who has to... You have to rush in, you have the alt, and then you'll, you will probably die. Um, mm, big think, yeah. vibes maybe, like maybe you shouldn't have to die to use your ult. Maybe you should just actually use it with at, in tandem with the combat and not make it yeah. like this end all thing. Which there seems was interesting. Certainly a few maps where it was like uh, it was, uh, I think whatever like the Greece kind of like, the Greece map that has like the lower like, the actual th- yeah the point is like lower. It's like in a ditch essentially in the middle. Yeah, and then people would just like respawn, sprint in, like throw their divas over the top, like <laughs> half court shots, and then just you just see fucking reapers spinning in, and it's like <laughs> at some point. At some point, I'm no longer in control. Like, that's when Overwatch yeah. was at its best, it was like, I can Zarya my way out of anything. Mm. But when five alts are going off at the same time, it's like, this isn't skill based anymore. This is just, there is nothing I can do here. I'm just getting yeah. absolutely splattered. Like, I think yeah. the dream is that I think that what they're working towards is a, you, you might randomly see an alt go off while someone's trying to fight to give them the edge to push over the, the momentum rather than yeah. just, oh Christ, someone, Reaper's just dropping in and pressing Q and hoping to God that the whole team gets wiped out yeah because no one would no one would square up to that because you couldn't do anything it would ju- it just yeah. made people run away like it's not uh, unless i'm roadhog which i usually hook them off the point and then ca- kamikaze myself because i'm a fucking hero <laughs> man of the people <laughs> but also the, the, i think the, another change to the meta is if you put focuses off of tank then it might try and focus focus more on dps which of course most players are trying to play DPS. All of the weights, the weight cues of the new system they have are for DPS. Mm. The reason teams don't work is because no one, everyone's going DPS. So they're going, fuck it, why not just rework the game so it's more DPS central? Which, as someone who doesn't go DPS very often, is kind of sad for me. But I think smart for the player base. That was another thing. It was when queues came in that stopped me playing it because I felt like I saw the same teams over and over again. Oh, as, I, um, see, I really like that change. As someone who either goes healer or tank and likes a two-two-two, I really liked that because it yeah. avoided the fucking hands of Widowmakers that Danny always goes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I well, I, I've always been a tank and healer, but I did have a stint on Reaper, and then they introduced the Q thing, and I just gave up playing Reaper because you've got to wait like an hour just to get into <laughs> yeah, a game. Yeah, I was just like, no, you're right. The, the one thing that that put me off, I think, playing Overwatch was how unfair the balancing was, like. The skills-based matchmaking is awful. You'll be like level six hundred nine and have a team of level threes, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in in quick play, that's not so bad. But then they it kind of happened in comp a lot as well, and it was always so punishing. 
if you are matched with a bad team, like if you're playing as a solo or just with one other person, and you've got four, or even, rogue even if you match with one bad person, like yeah, 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 and like like if there's if it's off balance and you're playing comp and your team is being a dickhead because they're like, oh, we've already lost, and they start throwing, everybody in the team gets punished and you lose uh, like rank points because you've lost the game and you can't do mm-hmm. anything about that. You just have to lose the game, and that really put me off because it doesn't matter what you do or how well you play, you're still just punished because other people can't be adults and that's why it's, i moved it, to apex yeah. because you have a chance of redeeming yourself in apex like if you're playing comp and your team die or they walk off you can get kills to redeem some points or you can just camp in a house to try and get a better placement and get more points or not lose as many points and mm-hmm. that's it, that's something that overwatch really needs to work on like punishing the entire team because people are babies because yeah. someone stood in the spawn and ice walled everyone in for the entire game <laughs> yes <laughs> well it's it, it which might make it even harder with 5v5 because if, if one person's out that's devastating but mm-hmm. um yeah. i i think it's su- it's such a delicate a delicate game of watch and when one slight meta tweak happens which is why i have i do have a lot of respect for the developers of overwatch i think they're actually really really very smart individuals who have a lot of work to do because when people just log on and go casually go oh this this is so op why don't they just nerf this and when you start to think about it more and more and more you go well if i nerf that then then this is more powerful and if that's more powerful and this is more powerful on this certain map and this certain mode there's just so many moving parts that's so delicate to think about and overwatch 2 just overhauling it is terrifying because it, i guarantee that game launch play will there will be like a hundred things that they need to immediately f- tweak and yeah. patch out. It will be the race to have the first tweet that's like, oh, by the way, Reaper's yeah. unstoppable, or yeah, oh, by the like, way, Soldier 76 needs to be permanent banned. Like, by the way, Insulok Hog for the one tank and you'll be godlike. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Um, <laughs> when we when we recruit two others for our uh, Overwatch League team. <laughs> Although I'm yeah. going Zarya, and if you disagree... Yeah, we're all that. going to have to battle to the death on who plays tank, because we're all fucking tanks. I know. Real tank mains, and apparently, well, it seems that there can be like off main and kind of there's tanks that you should be in, the tanks that are are less important, and they might change that around. Like, for example, like like Reinhardt or Orisa, like shield tanks, might might be the norm to be locking into, whereas going like going like Zarya might be like people might start yelling at you to change. But mm. who knows? It'll I'll be pop weird. Papa Mercy, if they bring back the bring back the res, the res, where's the res? I think Bastion's being completely reworked. God bless. Oh. Um, remember Bastion, like first few months when Overwatch came out. What a, what a utopia! <laughs> um, <laughs> just uh, sit in a corner and just blast out an entire scene. You had a shield, for Christ's sake! That was wild. Did he? Oh yeah, yeah. You could deploy your own shield. God, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I never forgot that because every Bastion that goes Bastion just screams at the Reinhardt to stand next to him for the entire game and <laughs> not contribute anything else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a little more excited for Overwatch 2, mainly just out of morbid curiosity to see what, yeah. how it feels, and and yeah. how but, and how it's technically the same core gameplay will be the same, all the characters will be the same, but everything about what they do will be just feel different. I, I'm aware yeah. that I'm curious about what they're going to do and how much they're going to change and alter it because I'm not invested in overwatch anymore whereas if they were doing this a couple of years ago when i was at my peak i'd be really stressing out about what they were going to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's just morbid Absolutely. curiosity at this point yeah well looking forward to that and moving on to some of the overlook coverage we've been doing we mentioned um the review for biomutant i'd recommend going and reading that it's from jordan if you want further thoughts about biomutant and we also had our really long 
or by reading quick play which is uh, treated treat as a podcast you know like yeah. put it on the background <laughs> listen to us scream at the narrator every time he speaks like shut up man um and dig into uh, some of the mental stuff of that game um also uh if you're watching this then there should be the first episode of uh, a new series i've been working on called battle busted hell which yeah is, which is all about uh battle royale games more about the kind of the hidden gems built forget about some of the rubbish ones, some of the hidden stories in the big titans that we know and love. And the now, first I epi- actually got a review copy of this first episode. You did. And by the time you're listening to this, I will be, um, I won't be on that embargo anymore. Very good. Very, mm-hmm. very good. I actually watched it early actress access on our Patreon. Early access on our Patreon, uh, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash overload. Mm-hmm. Uh, insiders got it early and i hope they enjoyed it it's this first episode all about the culling which is uh, a game that i loved at launch and i was like and of course PUBG happened exploded revolutionized the entire game industry and the culling got perished and i went back and thought hey what happened to that game and i googled it and i was like oh no <laughs> what a horrific series of events and of course i just saw videos of people dunking on it Essentially, it made a, a sequel, an Origins, a reboot of the Origins, and a hor- bunch of horrible, horrible cash grabs. And so I saw all the videos from you standard, your Jim Sterlings, your, your kind of your criticals, your, your rage YouTubers about how terrible this was. So I made the video a bit more about how the original game was really good, and I wish other games did similar things in more how original Battle Royale was. Ah. Go and watch it. It's, um, Love that. I like it. Love more a bit to come. In writer news... We had uh, a feature from Celine Varol. Is that how you pronounce the name? I believe so. About, your, going, about Journey and Glyph. Glyph being a new game that came out this year. And Journey, of course, being the exploratory game from... Who made who made Journey again? Was it, was it? That Game Company. Ah, yes. That Game Company, of course. Indeed. From 2013. About how they're both kind of linked in their environments and how they feel. And being very kind of feeling very alone in a big world. And it's a great piece, and you should go and read it on overload.co.uk. Uh, Jordan, I have here, is, is Soccer Jerks coming out this week? I'm not actually sure myself. Well, you've pressured me into it now. No, it, it's, <laughs> it'll, be out for, um, it'll be out for patrons at the correct tier on Friday. Um, also, if you're listening to this as it comes out on Wednesday, tomorrow on Thursday, Sony are holding a state of play with um, around 14 minutes of new horizon forbidden west footage and i'm going to talk over that along with anyone else who's around so tune in to that we'll tweet about it and then it'll be up on our youtube channel shortly after i was meant to put that in the news and i forgot so that should be fun it um, should be i wonder so, if that'll get a, do you think that'll get a date do you think that's their christmas game maybe do think, maybe do you think this is them being like here it's out in november potential there's potential i'm not really because what else is there there's hee-haw else like fucking god of war god of war is not coming out until fucking back half of next year at the least i mean Deathloop's coming out september everyone right 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 right. that's not a christmas game is it and it's a fucking and it's published by microsoft like (laughs) (laughs) they need their own big game need the big sony slammer for christmas yeah but we already had we already had a big trailer so hopefully that'll be the the edge they've got there so you can watch that and also, this, this if you're an exclusive video series patron, then you can see another episode of Soka Jokes. We go around old pa- press conferences, and this one was 
especially it, especially bad what was it with us this week being like why don't we just do long as fuck videos because between the quick play and that like near two hour conference i was gutted. I, was like, <laughs> I can't talk to these people anymore um have my, my clean nine minute video um is to rescue rescue everyone from the the long form content but yeah i think that's everything uh lovely make sure to go watch listen read all of those things we have, of course, some lovely Patreon questions from our lovely patrons. I've heard of them. We have heard of them. We have heard of them. Uh, first of all, I'm going to start off with Homolodic, who sent in a question for us saying, Thumbstick controls and motion controls now VR. What do you think the next big gimmick slash innovation in how we control and interact with games? And he puts in brackets some suggestions like AR, mind control slash Neuralink. <laughs> um, I'm interested in see- seeing if AR is actually going to be pushed into... Uh, kind of normal consumer markets because that's been fucking pushed and talked about since like 20 early yeah. 2010 like there's like the the microsoft hololens they were fanning about with that for a while yeah that, like, the idea of that was so cool like i and i liked the 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 ar stuff like microsoft earth did before it perished where you can kind of have things you can build things in a uh, an ar space but i just think no one seems to be super into it right now or the tech is just isn't there to be affordable and you but i think maybe vr might have a second wind where things stop like like the oculus quest might become more affordable things getting more into it i feel like vr isn't over you know no it just it had such a high price point to begin with that it was difficult to get in but i think if it just becomes more accessible in the market that more people will get involved mm-hmm. and I, f- I feel like stuff like if more stuff like half-life alex has a like a huge mm. blockbuster vr games people might be more interested in now because right now they're just kind of a lot of techie off-brand like no-name fps stuff that people don't really know what that is um but yeah and i think also you can maybe motion control with your willy i'm not sure anything any questions any, any? <laughs> is this on hello <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool cool great contribution harry thanks <clears throat> Uh, Aaron Bain, uh, complaints officer at Overload, says Speaking with its reveal, oh, Jesus, Danny, come on, calling him a willy, called him worse on this podcast. True, he's a patron. <laughs> Have some respect. Uh, with its reveal just weeks away, what do you think Battlefield Six needs to succeed? I'm a little disappointed myself that the game isn't next gen only, which I thought was the point of the delay. Do you think they'll have given Battle Royale another go? We've been whispering about Battle Royale 6. Battle, Battle Royale Battle 6. Royale, the sec- <laughs> Battle Royale. About um, Battlefield 6 on this podcast for a while. Mm. And I have no I, idea. It's been no. a while since Battle, the Battlefield game. I think they need to have a brilliant campaign. Um, mm. Because Battlefield did have that back in the day. It did have really good campaigns. Mm-hmm. It needs to have multiplayer that, that really capitalises on something different from call of duty whether that's like the because when you're playing call of duty you're not alive for very long like per per session like you die constantly maybe it's Mm -hmm. that maybe you're a bit more durable maybe it's a bit more tactical maybe thread that needle between something super tactical like siege or in something super casual like cod Mm. i don't think they should bother doing a battle royale because it feels like it would just take away from like their focus and warzone will not be dethroned that's not going mm-hmm. to happen um mm-hmm. there's the, yeah, there's, I, just, I can't i think i there's, there's something about battlefield because battlefield still has something that call of duty has been kind of trying to get like every past couple of call of duties there's always been a game mode that's a that we it always says oh that one's a bit like battlefield 
you've got the i forget what the one was called in modern warfare but there was one that was uh you could get in vehicles you can get in tanks you can get in uh, I don't know it's planes but what the the cod before modern warfare no as in the, the modern modern warfare i believe there was like uh on the ground big or big map battlefield light yeah, mode yeah, 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 yeah. um and and in you know in warzone now they've got battle battle, battle royale they've got more vehicle vehicular stuff in cold war they have that ship map we've got kind of zip lines and you've got boat vehicles but none of it really feels like battlefield did it doesn't really have the grandiose of battlefield it doesn't really have the, the, the kind of the it feeling have of that sense where you're like it feels like this is a hundred v a hundred as opposed to like thirty two on thirty two. Mm. Yeah, like, it feels it doesn't like it's have just, that wide yeah. scale. And it, 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 it feels like COD with vehicles attached, whereas Battlefield feels like there's a lot of moving parts going on, and the tech they have with destruction and and seems fun. So they might delve more into that of like let's just go AWOL for what you can do to a map. Um but yeah, it's it's very very good world to go for. They had a, quite a good success going for the World War One thing with Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. But I think it's got its fans. But I feel like it it, it might be hard to dig into the old school audiences like Battlefield Three and get them back again. I think this is our last chance. Like if this flops, Battlefield is on ice. Like mm-hmm. they're not they can't just keep doing this like over and over again to pure lukewarm reception. Um, and I think they need to really, like, really foster a great community for that game because that's how these games live on. Like, it will mm, probably yeah. sell pretty well because it's like a big, it's a it's a big, it's still a big name. Like, people remember Battlefield from like when it was a t- kind of hype for Battlefield three and four and stuff like that. But if they don't get the core people really happy and really kind of ev- evangelistic about how good this game is and how better, how much better it is than COD, then it's going to be yeah, it's difficult sell. Sure. I still occasionally watch Jack Frag's videos where he's still super into uh, Battlefield and uh, he's in that kind of core fan base where people are still be like, get Battlefield 4 back. This that still has like a, little, a big fan base and I think they seem to be going that direction. So it might, but Battlefield still A, looks incredible and has an incredible engine. So that, and B, what I think is interesting is this will be the first one where EA Play is a more of a known thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be yeah. relaunching people who just get it fucking, oh, I guess I have Battlefield 6 now, let's download that, with a cheap EA Play thing, which might get a huge player numbers, people playing the game, people locked in. So, interesting to see. Sure. I um, genuinely think that if if I was EA, I would, I would be like, we make so much money off of FIFA, if you have EA Play, you get Battlefield 6, like, and just make that a fucking huge push for it because people are way more like or people will play that game if it's a tenner a month to get in and then some people you'll hook in even if it's just like a even if it's not the full game even if it's just like the multiplayer with a few limits on it that i think it'd be crazy for them not to because you're competing with warzone which is free like it's it's yeah it's, it's a different world it's not back in the day where it was like <laughs> 40 pound for cod or 40 pound for battlefield where are you going now it's like everything's kind of split into multiple permutations it's battlefield v warzone it's not battlefield versus cold war because people don't like cold war <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. that audience you're going after i still can't believe the cold warzone was free man your review of cold war was too positive so was mine and i, I gave it two stars 
Um, yeah, it's just the multiplayer is fucking garbage, and the and the multiplayer just gets worse, ages badly. And um, but I agree with the rest. I well, you don't see me going back and playing zombies though. I, I imagine myself doing it more, but I simply did not. Um, Elderly Goose asks, "Who would you add to DLC? Add as DLC to Tekken Seven? It can be anyone, as you've had notches from Final Fantasy." <laughs> just gonna say, <laughs> I would add Jordan Midler to Tekken Seven. Him and him and Larry has like a, a familiar that can just chew your face off. And even um, I, Tekken, Tekken is like a PlayStation franchise to me, so I would add Kratos. I was just thinking yeah. that shit, yeah. Um, I'd add uh, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Um, his full name isn't. I give I give Cold War three stars. What was I smoking? His full name isn't Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. His name's Captain Toad. Captain, why are you talking about Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker like that? I mean, it's like, not his name; it's his title. Like, I'm not going to dis- discredit him like that. He's not fucking tracked that many oh, treasures okay, okay. to be you referred to. Mario's you. name isn't Super Mario Galaxy. Full name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's 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 Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. That's like how who he is. Okay, it'd be, it'd okay. Just, no, that's it'd, fine. But it's respectful. Just calm down, Harry. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny, who would you add? I was literally going to say Kratos. So, uh, guess I'll die. Um, but also, kid. maybe Mick Gordon. <laughs> I would add. Um, that's a great question. Um, Astrobot. <laughs> yeah. You can literally, you, yeah. can, you can literally hear every single character name in the history of games leaving Danny's ears. Like you can just, you can just hear it. Go, <sighs> I want, I want Astrobot, but he fights the same way Gon does in Tekken Three, where he just like kicks your shins nice. in. See, see, now you've brought it back when Astrobot and a Gon reference. I mean. One for the kids, one, yeah. one, for the, one for the young lads here. Harry's just just flatlining. Gone? <laughs> Harry's gone. Um, Adam Archer asks, silly hypothetical, you are given an infinite budget to produce a video game based on your favourite British supermarket. Which shop are you choosing? Which type of game is it? Which development studio would help you to get you? Which, which, would you help? Would you? <laughs> would you <clears throat> if you could. <laughs> which development studio would you get to help you and what sort of wild mechanics would it incorporate thank you adam for joining the patreon by the way welcome aboard. that only happened like an hour before we started um so i suppose the first question is what's your favorite uk supermarket um mine is certainly not morrison's um <laughs> because i nope. used to work in morrison's and someone shot in the security cupboard um and as does all right, although they've had shit Pokemon cards recently. Uh, Tesco's generally a bit too big for my likings. It's like it tries to do too much. But, hmm. What what do we think? What see if you're gone like right, right. I'm you're going to the shops. Where are you going? Right. Well, if you're going to the shops, if they're all laid out magically in a line where I can go to any super UK main mainline supermarket, I'm going to Tesco. Okay. Tesco, the best Justify price it. best price range. I okay. think not like not so cheap that you might worry the meat might be fucking disgusting or whatever. Uh, it has actual brands and not too expensive, so it's got weird gross weight to fancy shit. And generally, from what I've seen, the actual food quality there has been really nice. And they just have they're they're big, which I like because they have a big range of stuff. And I can just yeah. get whatever I want in there. And yeah, Tesco's mine. Uh, however, I do shop at Waitrose a lot because it's very uh, it was close by my fucking Tory bastard. <laughs> So maybe my Waitrose game. What would, what would the Waitrose video game be? You have to, you have to like walk around 
as a security guard and like clear out people that you don't think can afford the food. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Anyone in track, you just start battering, kicking them out. See, my problem, Tesco is a bit overwhelming to me. Like, I couldn't imagine doing a weekly shop in Tesco because they have the one near me at Silverburn is just vast. It's like walking into a trampoline park. It's just so huge. Like, it just goes on for, hour, for fucking hours. Mm. And one half of it is like magazines and games and fucking apparently toys but their pokemon card selection has been shit as well and then they've just got this clothes shop in the middle of it then eventually you get to the food this is why i like the asda near me you walk in there you go food so wait so it's biomutant it's biomutant then it's just too big of a world not much to do too big the combat in tesco feels terrible (laughs) Um, here's one question for uh, tesco aficionados how is their in-house pizza because the asda in-house pizza is very good i mean the asda in-house pizza is another is another topic entirely i mean if we want to talk here for a fucking 45 minutes extra yeah where are you going to the shop um see i do my weekly shop at tesco but my tesco is laid out quite good in that like all the foods downstairs and then all of the the other tat is upstairs so you can kind of do your food you've got a two level tesco yeah i know exactly yeah, yeah. fucking you, you do your life. food shop and then you can kind of like go upstairs and look at the tech and the clothes and shite if you want but i think i'm a bit I'm a bit done with Tesco and I don't live near an Asda and I think that I would mm. like if I had the choice to go to either right now I would go to an Asda because it's a little bit of a novelty for me and I think you know all of the branded stuff that you buy usually you can get in an Asda but it also just has yeah. like so much more going on just random shite that you can pick up and it's cheaper. Yeah, I get I get that sense see when I'm in a See, when I'm in a Sainsbury's and the rare occasion I'm in a Sainsbury's, I'm like, what, where am I? Where is this? This is so far down the pecking order of where I'm going to do my shopping. It's like, <laughs> there's a Morrison's near me, not the one that somewhere that someone shot in the, 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 the security cupboard. But it's oh, like a legendary really, story. Like a small Morrison's. Um, so it's, it's not got the layout of... See, if you go to a big Morrison's, all the big Morrison's have the same layout, essentially. Mm. This is a small one that used to be a Safeway back in the day. Remember Safeway? Remember Safeway? (laughs) So that one's all right. I can get around there in two minutes, but it doesn't have the accoutrement that you'd want. See, when something new comes to a big Morrison's, it doesn't get to the wee Morrison's until it's six months from now. Mm. Listen, Um, I have to cut in and try and get back on track. We're talking about what video game would the... No, sorry, Harry, we're having a conversation. (laughs) We're having a grown-up conversation here. Christ. Um, How much better? If, if someone's like go and do your shopping i think i would go to asda mm. and as such the game would be see bring it all back around bring it all back around. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a plan there was a plan uh the game would be trying to get someone it's like a it's, it's, more, it's like a mindfulness patience game that is um you want to check out at the self-scan at three in the morning because you've bought 10 cans of monster at three in the morning because your life's going a wee bit wobbly all right um, and as <laughs> such you need to get uh, this approved at the self-scan because for some reason the id people for monster um and you need to wait there and uh, your high score is determined on how patient you are before you shop <laughs> i like that i like that it's like an experimental experience like it's kind of yeah. all it's all dark and it's like um yeah see i think I was gonna say Tesco. I think Tesco has like open world shitty Ubisoft game vibes, like Division Two. 
Um, <laughs> Waitrose has like uh, up its own art pretentious uh, fucking Jonathan indie, Blow indie game that I would pl- I would play and give 10, 10 out of ten. Are we doing what indie developer yeah, in the supermarket? Yeah, what, what developer is what supermarket? That's 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 good. So I, sorry, Adam, this is a better question. Mike Biddle's um, Tesco. I'm, I'm Mike putting Biddle's it now. Tesco. No, isn't Tesco like the most popular supermarket in the UK? Isn't Mike Biddle the most popular indie well, developer in the are UK? Are there popular indie developers like? Uh, epic um oh a great, great indie developer epic. <laughs> Fucking yeah, hell. tim sweeney is like costco or yeah um okay. i don't know as does american so who's an american indie dev uh fucking camp as does campo santo <laughs> RIP campo santo that's true that's a good show in fact no who who made wait why, who wait, made why fucking did, gone home who why did you say home? why did you say rip campo santo what happened to campo santo have i lost news is, was it was it campo santo that made gone home no, they made Firewatch. Gone Home is oh, is yeah. um uh not one of my one of my favorite game companies. I'm just blanking on the fucking name. It's like I'm uh, blanking on them as well. Light something. Uh, <laughs> I can hear the Googles. <laughs> so nothing, mate. Phil Bright. It's fucking Steve Gaynor. There Phil Bright. Yeah, and I, I had Steve Gaynor. I was like, I'm pretty sure the company's not just called Steve Gaynor. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like the, yeah, the Bethel method. Isn't Campo Santo? Didn't they get bought by Valve and and, and deaded? Like, they did. Wasn't that? Uh, yeah. that, they're still working on that new game though. It's like the oh, kind of the, the, the Egyptian they one. They revealed that about fifteen <laughs> years ago. That was coming out in the Game Boy. That's never coming out. <laughs> it's been a rough time, right? It's been a rough time. You know uh, what though? I great. spent I spent a, a minute thinking about this, and uh-huh. the more I thought about it, the, the more I want it. But I want. I, I guess I'm going to go with Asda because uh, that's my shop of choice. But I want like I want Frontier to make a tycoon game <laughs> where you build a supermarket and you have to just yeah. add bits on as you as you grow it like you're not like your standard like theme hospital fucking um can it be like a uk proper british supermarket yeah, like you have yeah. to you have to like try and away the teenagers out front smoking hash yeah, yeah. you've got to deal you with have like to decide SimCity when you're gonna like one of the upgrades is you get to put an express shop and a local train station <laughs> yeah. is there gonna be a costa can i get a shitty wee costa that's never open yeah. <laughs> in front of this tesco you build this like little empire and you've got to be competitive with like all the other shops and if like some other shops prices like oh wesco have dropped their prices you have to drop yours to be competitive and it's a whole co- like fucking thing what's bethel that. doing <laughs> get him dm <laughs> get him mike you know get on this mention? no one said marks and spencers because they would have been kicked out of the company because <laughs> they could have had too much money Who you know what i like that? marks and spencers but for one reason and they do a really good stir fry kit and that's the only reason okay. I go there. They make really See, nice... The thing. Marks and Spencer's dinners are nice. You can get a good Marks and Spencer's lasagna, no problem. It'll cost you £40, but it'll be nice. <laughs> they make really nice um, cookies. Yeah. Kind of all butter cookies. I'm sorry. Fucking yeah, banger. So, Got one of those next door. Bakery. Decent bakery. Um, I'm going to move on. That, yeah, simply that went been on off, didn't it? British <laughs> market way too long. Um, and, but Finally, we're the... talking about something I give a fuck about. <laughs> fucking pish games. <laughs> Uh, Theo asked about uh, TH- THQ being sassy about the reviews to Biomutant, which came up a little earlier. Um, <laughs> that, that's rich coming from a company that did a, a Q&A on 8chan, really, isn't it? I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what happened? I missed that story. What, 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 did they, what did they mean by that? Someone fill me in. 
and basically i can't remember what game it was but they they decided they were going to do an ama on 8chan which is um, <laughs> notorious for many things the worst Being things it. you can imagine and then when called on that they put out this very mealy-mouthed apology in which they were like we were welcomed with open arms to somewhere nice um, and we had a really great communication with yeah uh, the, the kkk sort of steak and Sh- grizzly <laughs> Shout out to Mark became a bit of a meme for a week. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I missed that completely. Uh, but I yeah, think but... when publishers do this kind of thing, even if they have the best intentions, it never comes across well, and it only serves to make the wee VLs that um, remember when we were kids um, <laughs> more kind of emboldened and being cunts to press. So I don't, I don't like it. But the story was that Biomutant tweeted saying the reviews are in, they're they're all over the place, some high, some low, basically. So uh, play the game, see for yourself, which I think is a fair tweet for yeah, a PR yeah, to make. Yeah. But THQ Nordic replied being qu- quoting two of two of the good reviews and then doing like a question mark fucking meme gif. And then everyone just kind of memed them being like, fucking I think it was because up, like mate. the Metacritic was like, oh, the combat's bad, but the world's cool. And then the PC Games N review um who was reviewed by jordan forward a fellow jordan shout outs to jordans in the chat it was like the opposite essentially being like the combat's the combat's good but the world's passion they're like how can people have two conflicting opinions because they have fucking apparently the person that the person that pr team doesn't have brains and it ha- doesn't have worms in their brain but they do know that that kind of tweet exactly appeals to the kind of people that do have worms in their brain so oh, I've actually read the tweet now and realized what they actually said. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, th- I thought they just posted like good reviews and people were just shouting no. for trying to try and market. But they they were like this review con con to this review, which is like you just don't yeah. do. You just look embarrassing. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like you fundamentally don't understand what a review is at that point. Mm-hmm. And no one they, knows what a review is. Oh, what, why are why are folks that like games so fucking stupid? Let's move on. And he says it's in theory session. It's kind of trying to invoke the capital g gamer um hate of yeah. games journalists, which i think is fair anyone that does that can just fuck off yeah, yeah. journalists game journalists rise up we're all the the the, the superior <laughs> we are um, essential workers do you know how much i had to play a fucking biomutant <laughs> perfect uh it's i believe it's time to play a like a, a game of some kind it's certainly so, a time what game would that be what game would that be what's the name of the game that game welcome to the name of the game the world's leading podcast based gaming quiz if you've not been familiar with the game before i list i read a list of clues pertaining to the name of a game after each clue both danny and harry have one guess as to the name of the game if they are incorrect they will hear uh, this sound garlic bread <laughs> and until the next clue is read they cannot guess again last week it was guitar hero harry snaked danny disgusting um, but the Danny supremacy is still well and truly on. This cheap. game was released on the 17th of May, 2011. Ooh. Oh, that's a... Cheeky 2011. A spicy. Uh, I know that's... I know one game that came out in 2011. So but... do I, but it was in November. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the, that's the problem with all these fucking May releases. You never, you never know, like, what... Uh, they're probably just absolute shiters if they come out and they may. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I can't Google because um, um, you can hear my typing, so um, that's that's I can't win this one. Basically, just ask your Alexa. We won't hear that. Sure. Uh, I'll say stop. Yep. 
it won't be that so I'll, I'll go to my second in command uh, was it Bar- Batman Arkham City oh not bad garlic bread oh, well, I, was, I almost said Skyrim but I feel like it can't be Skyrim there's no way you're going to go for fucking Skyrim no because I know when Skyrim came out yeah Skyrim was 11 11 11 that was like their entire thing yeah oh cool um, like us doing doing fucking 21 22 to 21 or whatever Stop. Uh, yeah. Was it Dead Island? Garlic bread. I remember Dead Island, right? Dead Island. Dead Island came out that year. Remember Christ. Dead Island? I think it came out that Rem- year. Remember Fuck Dead Island? Clue is, it was developed by Team Bondi. Team Bondi. I have. Stop. Yep. Ellie Noir. No way. Fucking easy dubs. Fucking easy dubs. I just must have... Metacritic adventure game and I had the review quote, but you got it already. Ellie Noir. Who just knows that? Um, I must have just dug up the development name from when Ellie Noir got fucking... What did, did it get like remastered something? It was put out somewhere else? The VR version. That's what it was. Hmm. Yeah, my list. I thought I thought that would get you because because you think Alien War and you go, oh, that was a rock yeah, game. Yeah, you, you, you do. You do. Team Bondi. I, I know it came out that year as well. It I, was I, like I also know because because I looked very heavily into which Rockstar Studios worked and which kind of games and which development studios worked and which Rockstar games. So I, when it comes to that stuff, that's the one development studios I know because I'm a little Rockstar simp. You are a little Rockstar simp. Yeah. Well, well enjoy your point. Well, I am. I'm one who behind knows? you now. I'm one behind you, Danny. Pulling it back. He's on- He's on for the hat trick. We needed this it. This is the comeback of the century. We needed it. Um, it was getting boring with just me winning. <laughs> okay, I've got my team behind me that have been that have been researching frantically, <laughs> um, passing me notes. Got your mum on the um, iPad, just like frantically typing. <laughs> your mouth in the ear. Fantastic. Era. Well, <laughs> he, he always he always vocalizes the clues as I say it, like that fucking <laughs> Charles like, Boom guy on. Two thousand and eleven. <laughs> like fucking, is it belly boobra? Uh, no, what the fuck? <laughs> belly boobra. Perfect. Well, I think next, next, honestly, next week Jordan's gonna give me a savage one. There's no way he's gonna let me get get away with that again. It's gonna be like some P. It's gonna be any PS One game will destroy me. Yeah. Um, um, to to let you into the 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 mind of uh, the Quizmaster, I turned around and saw the Switch version of Ellie Noir, and it was like, oh yeah, Ellie Noir, that's a good one. So is that we went good with on, that. You should go that proper deep, do like a nineties, mid nineties game. Shark Fu. <laughs> Shark Fu. Well, fucking hell. I guess that was something, didn't I? Hmm? Did she? Oh, you did. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> But first of all, I want to thank all the lovely patrons. If you're insider or above, please go and... Well, I guess you could already watch anyone, but fucking... Whatever. I was going to say watch the culling video, but it's actually out to everyone now. So go watch it on YouTube, please. Please. Uh, and some of those patrons are Alex Winton. Legend. Legend. Amy. Legend. Legend. Draz Yankovic. Legend. Legend. Homolodic. Legend. Legend. Michael Sanderson. Legend. Legend. Nerdwood. Legend. Legend. Aaron Bain. Legend. Legend. Becky Hamilton. Legend. Legend. Eldrigus. Legend. Legend. Ginger, J- Ginger Jotun. Legend. Legend. I can't speak this fucking today. Greg. Legend. Legend. Hannah Hislop. Legend. Legend. Hughes. Legend. Legend. And Sean McCluskey. The Legend. Legend. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you go check out the Overlord coverage. I've been 
Harry Mitchell. You can follow me at Harry's Late. Make sure to follow Overload at Overload UK. Over to Jordan. I've been Jordan <laughs> Medler. <laughs> he done it. He's got a voice You can follow me at Jordan Medler. J O R D A N M I D A L E R. Great. I'll get verified soon. Great. And I am Danielle Partis, and you can follow me on twitter.com at Danielle Partis. <sighs> Great. I liked Waitrose more than I admitted. We know. We know. <laughs> little scummy Tory man. Little. Crack. <laughs> right in the bottom, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's an outro for you. <laughs>